Canada Conversations is brought to you by Deloitte Canada, helping you navigate the complex challenges your company faces through recovery and enabling you to thrive in the new normal. To learn more, visit Deloitte.ca. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the September 25th, 2020 episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. Well, folks, the age of electrification is rapidly approaching, and few automakers seem as prepared as Volkswagen to meet it head-on. Globally, the company has pledged billions of dollars towards zero-emissions vehicles. It's promised 50 of them by 2025. One of those vehicles was unwrapped on September 23rd. That's when we learned the details and specs of the ID4. So how much pressure is there to get this all right? Can this vehicle become a, quote, cultural icon like the Beetle, as one VW executive suggested? What sort of challenges does Canada's geography and differing provincial ZEV programs present to an automaker focused on electrification? And finally, what does electrification mean to dealers? What might it cost them? We'll get the answers to those questions and more when I speak with Volkswagen Canada CEO Pierre Boutin on this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. Pierre, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Greg, thank you very much. It's a real pleasure for me. Likewise. I want to get into Volkswagen's plan for electrification and, of course, the new ID4. Uh, but first, I'm curious, how is Volkswagen Canada weathering this pandemic? What's it been like for the company? Well, like everybody else, you know, obviously this is a, a, a very difficult, dire situation for any businesses, not only in the car business. But I'm very proud of what we've been able to accomplish with our dealer network. We've put a lot of measures in place to support the dealer network to make sure that we could still deliver high-quality customer satisfaction. Uh, and, uh, and we've touched probably on a lot of things that we had never thought we would really touch. Uh, all in all, I think the success is linked to what is linked to the teamwork we've been able to achieve again with this network. So I'm going to touch wood. Uh, we've been able to uh, to continue to uh, to achieve actually even higher uh, revenues than I would have anticipated, and uh, we need to keep it going. I'm going to cross my fingers, obviously, hope for the best, and understanding that uh, there's a lot of headwinds uh, ahead of us. What's the pandemic taught you and, and VW Canada, or or what are some of the the changes that you've made as a company or as a dealer network that might end up being permanent when all is said and done? Have there been some silver linings or some changes made that make you a better company because you had to change due to the pandemic? Well, one of the things I'm I'm very proud of is that we have certainly in terms of uh, discussions with our dealer network, the the advisory council, uh, we've been nearly in daily communication at the beginning. We're in weekly communication. We're opening up we have more transparency than we've probably ever achieved. And that actually uh, helps us moving forward. That's a key thing. On the retail perspective, obviously, one of the things we've seen because of people being stuck at home, uh, the, the, uh, the demands of information and, and, and going beyond in the sales process online has, has increased. So the virtual world of the retail environment is definitely developing very, very fast. So that's a real opportunity. I don't think cost- consumers will ever go back to, to the traditional ways you want. I mean, this tra- transformation has happened in other industries around the world and uh, beyond the automotive industry. But I think that 
you know, let's 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 not hide it. I think the automotive industry has been a little bit behind a, a lot of uh, retail environment, online retail environment. I think it's been a, a very nice opportunity for us not only to catch up, but really to pull ourselves and you know uh, ahead and, and trying to develop a real good consumer environment for both the dealers and the consumers and, and building value all in all. So I think a lot of good things will come out of this and uh, more sustainable things in the future will, will take roots into uh, this type of retail environment much better than uh, pre-COVID. Let's talk electrification. Globally speaking, Volkswagen AG has chosen to invest billions into electrification and plans to have 50 fully electric models available globally by 2025. With that kind of plan and that kind of ambition, how much pressure is there on the company or you as part of the company to get this right? Actually, a well, very good question. Maybe uh, in terms of the latest information, uh, we're spending as a, as a company uh, between uh, now and 2024, 32 billion euros. So it's over 45 billion Canadian. Uh, our aim is, you know, is, it's very clear. It's not just for a vehicle or a few vehicles or for a couple of years or for the next five years. We've set ourselves the goal of achieving carbon neutrality for everything we do uh, and deliver to consumers by 2050, reducing our, our, our carbon footprint by 30% by 2025. And, and you're absolutely right. Looking at the investments, uh, we are basically setting up this stage for our future so what is at stake is the, is the success, uh, successful future for Volkswagen. And, uh, but we feel very strong about this. The world is changing. You saw yesterday California announced, you know, uh, by 2035, uh, the, uh, the elimination of uh, uh, ICE engines. And so I think we're on the right track. We have a very solid strategy, and we are funding this strategy very aggressively. Uh, you know, I, we'll talk about ID4. Uh, we have one factory right now. We're going to have quite a few factories very soon by 2022, one in North America to produce 100% electric vehicles. So it's not just words. It's not just marketing. It's about a real transformation from our company. And quite frankly, I'll say it this way. Based on our history, uh, the pressure has been on for many years on Volkswagen. And it's not just about getting through this, but it's about really building a much stronger future for our company for our partners, for, for the consumers, and for the society in general, we will have uh, and continue to have uh, a real impact of transformation of mobility around the world, and that includes Canada. There, there's no question that Volkswagen is all in on the electric uh, vehicle front. And, and I assume Volkswagen must do studies on attitudes towards electrification or surveys about um, consumer behavior and what they feel about electrification. Tell me what the Canadian car buyer is telling you when it comes to EVs. What do they want? What are their concerns? And how are you guys as a company addressing that? You know, the Canadian uh, car buyers in general are, are, are following, I would say, the trend we see uh, on the international level, meaning consumers are consumers. They have expectations from mobility. They're looking for the easiest way, the most valuable way, and, and that's why we need to tailor also uh, to, to their needs in Canada. And if you look at needs, the, the reason why we've selected the ID4 to start with as an SUV, in Canada, as you know, nearly 80% of the vehicles sold in the market are trucks and SUVs. So we feel we're really getting into the sweet spot of it. 
We understand that if you're just looking at compact SUV, more or less about 30% of the current compact SUV drivers today are interested at, at getting behind the wheel of, uh, of an electric vehicle. And, and I will go even beyond this. When, when we start putting down all of the benefits and the value add of electric vehicles, we feel we're going to have a compelling reason, you know, really compelling arguments for consumers to be more than just seriously looking at this, but putting it on top of their, their shopping list. Uh, this is about value. It's about convenience. Yes, there are, there are some, like any decisions we make as consumers, there are some challenges, sometimes things we prefer versus others. I'm not saying the electric vehicles will fix all of the concerns of consumers, but I think it will respond to a lot of challenges they're facing in a very valuable type of manner. Volkswagen laid out the details and specs of the ID4 on September 23rd. How important is that vehicle in the company's portfolio, especially here in Canada? And you touched on it based on what people are buying, but how important is that vehicle? This vehicle is extremely important for us. First of all, it, it uh, contributes, to, contributes to the expansion of our SUVs. SUVs, as I just mentioned, are really important in this market. So it's one more SUV that we're adding to the lineup to start with. The second element in terms of uh, percentage, very quickly, one, once we start production in the North American level, because as you know, at the beginning, we'll have 100% production from our unique plan in Zwickau, Germany. Right. From that moment on in 2022, uh, we, we strongly believe that ID4 will account for double digits in terms of percentage of total sales of Volkswagen in this country. And it will get into the five digits in terms of total volume. So the question is when. It will be based on supply. It will also be based on, on the Canadian environment, Canadian consumers' accept, acceptation of, of an electric vehicle in their respective environment. So, uh, but we feel uh, very, very confident. This, that said, there's a lot of work to be done. Nothing has been accomplished other than bringing uh, a, a really high-tech, uh, valuable vehicle. Let's see how the consumer reacts and how, how well we're doing in going to market uh, this vehicle in the Canadian marketplace. Your U.S. counterpart, Scott Keogh, compared the ID4 to the Beetle. Um, that's a pretty big comparison. He called that vehicle, the Beetle, a cultural icon. What's going to make the ID4 that cultural icon of this generation? Well, it's, yeah, it's a very good question. And I'll take, touch this on this, uh, touch on, on the, the Beetle aspect. You know, the Beetle for us was bringing mobility to the masses. When we arrived right. with the Golf and, and many other vehicles, we democratized technology. We brought premium technology that used to be very expensive in basically mass merchandise type of approach throughout the world in a very valuable uh, element. So, so we're very proud of this. With, with the IAV lineup, what we're trying to accomplish is to bring zero emission mobility for everyone, not for only for millionaires, but for everyone. So yes, we're, our expectations again are very, uh, very high relative to the ID family. So in itself, I believe, you know, you look at the ID4, the ID4 as the soul basically of the brand, which is what is the drivability of a GTI, which basically define, you know, a, a lot of the, our DNA of who we are and what, pe why people buy uh, Volkswagen. And, uh, and in itself, it brings a lot of, uh, uh, personality, uh, uh, in the, uh, the original Beetle in its own way, because you look at the vehicle, 
while it's a small, it's smaller than Tiguan. It has uh, the, the, the inside uh, uh, interior room and, and cargo space of a Tiguan. Uh, in, in terms of uh, the driving range, we're looking at over 400 uh, kilometers of driving range. Uh, you, you get to, from zero to uh, 100 uh, kilometers in just a matter of a few seconds. Uh, the, 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 so the, the drag coefficient is one of the lowest you can ever imagine. There's a lot to offer to the vehicle. So the fun to drive will be there also, uh, as you know, and it's the DNA of, of Volkswagen. So many elements that we believe uh, will not only please uh, our current uh, customer base, the, the, the Volkswagen fans, if you want, but will attract a lot of new customers to our brand. We need to gain uh, more uh, uh, sustain, increase our sustainability in the marketplace in Canada. We need to attract more consumers to our brand. We need to de- definitely work harder at improving our brand equity. And I believe very strongly that ID4 and it, the, the the ID vehicles of the family that we will be bringing to Canada after will contribute uh, in, a, in a very substantial manner to these objectives. We'll hear more from Pierre Boutin after this short break. The COVID-19 pandemic has had an unprecedented impact on the world's population and economy. Social distancing and self-isolation measures have taken consumers out of the auto retail market, while concern over worker safety continues in manufacturing facilities globally. An increasingly distressed supply base is facing the potential for large-scale liquidity issues, which may lead to increased M&A activity throughout the ecosystem. Significant uncertainty remains around the permanence of current consumer behaviors and the extent to which they will be able to re-engage with the sector. Through Deloitte's State of the Consumer Tracker series, we discuss timely data and trends and highlight key consumer insights. We also explore how behavioral preferences take shape over time to allow businesses to make strategic decisions in this dynamic market environment. The ongoing survey results are also available via an interactive dashboard, the Deloitte Global State of the Consumer Tracker. Check in every two weeks to explore new consumer insights and emergent trends. Welcome back to the show where I'm talking electrification with Pierre Boutin, CEO of Volkswagen Canada. You mentioned bringing uh, ZEVs to the masses. Canada's a really big country with uh, a lot of provinces and territories that have different electric vehicle um, mandates or incentives or programs. How difficult does that make the job of rolling out a new ZEV across the country? Because let's face it, uh, Quebec and BC have the biggest incentives right now. There are none uh, in Alberta and Saskatchewan and Manitoba, and it, it, EVs have been a tough sell out there. I, I know there's a federal incentive, but how difficult is Canada to deal with on a mass basis? It's probably easier to sell them in Quebec and BC. I just wonder how you sell it to the rest of the country without those incentives. Yeah, uh, let me say it this way to you. For, for Canada, when you look at the automotive industry, this is a new level of complexity. But we are used to this around the world. As you know, our car business is, is in Europe where we have different legislations, mm-hmm. uh, different environments, and we adapt to it. And this is where the strength of our product portfolio comes into play because we will be able to tailor electric vehicles more. Obviously, 97% in 2019 of the EVs were sold in three provinces. Our focus will definitely be with, with, with these but we will also bring a lot of, you know, uh, information to consumers from coast to coast. 
and and we'll put them behind the wheels of these EVs because we believe it's really the future. Maybe it will take a little bit more time in some areas in the country, but time will come, and we're very positive. Because the other element too, people keep telling, keep people think, keep saying. Uh, basically, well, yes, people are buying EVs because of government support. Of course, it plays a significant role, and I, I totally appreciate this. I think it's the right approach from the government. Uh, it, it's not from every provinces, as you know, but we believe that the value equations, looking at price, looking at the fact that it's going to be the, the total cost of ownership for the consumers will be very, very competitive versus the current SUVs in the future. People will lead towards uh, uh, electric vehicles more and more. Uh, the question will be time. So, and we will adapt. We will adjust. We'll have different approaches depending on the, the environment. Yet, we will still be offering a very good and robust lineup of ICE engines in areas where EVs might not be necessarily uh, top of mind. Uh, the ID4 is expected to be available for purchase or lease at nearly all of VW's um, U.S. dealerships, and there are 650 of them uh, by the end of next, uh, by middle of 2021. When will it be available at all? I think there's about 140 Volkswagen dealerships in Canada. So when will we see access to it across the country in Canada? Looking at the polarization of sales, as we just discussed. Uh, what we're looking at on our side is uh, next year we'll have more or less about 30 to 40 dealers selling uh, the vehicles uh, in Canada. Uh, so that's 2021. 2022, we'll have probably above 100 dealers selling it. And then 2023, we'll have everybody. And this is linked also to the overall supply aspect. Once in 2000, end of 2022, we'll have full production from Chattanooga. And at that stage, we will be able to really supply uh, and, and, and meet, I think, uh, the growing demand of the EVs. And we will open it up to, uh, to all dealers uh, from coast to coast. So it will be a staggered approach in Canada. I believe it's the right approach to because what we want to avoid for our dealer network is to ask them to make investments today and wait one, two or three years before their market is ready. Uh, and, and, and not having a return on investment, especially with the challenges of what we're facing in the economy and the post-COVID type of uh, headaches that we, we're, we're anticipating. So we want to be very responsible towards the investors in our brands, which are the, which is the, our dealer network too. So we believe it's the right approach for Canada. Now we could speed it up based on supply, based on demand based on a potentially also legislative environment that might evolve in Canada right. over the next few months to come. When the e-Golf first arrived in Canada, dealers had to take part in the program and add fast charging stations. Sometimes dealers were spending up to $60,000 in their store to do so. Um, that was before they could sell the vehicle. Are Canadian dealers being asked to do anything special or add anything in particular to their stores? Uh, to prepare for this new age of electrification, which includes the ID4? It's a very good question. Actually, we're very fortunate because we, ha we have the experience of the e-Golf, as you mentioned. We already have most of our dealers having charging uh, stations right now at their dealership, a lot of tooling, a lot of training we've done over the years. So we're ready. It's not like we're, we're, we're really starting from scratch. Uh, indeed, we, we have some standards, but we are going to basically make it to a minimum Minimum meaning what? Still to bring the, the German quality that is really important to all of us and to our consumers. 
yet to make it again a good business proposal to our to our investors out there. And we'll have two actually different. Uh, we have two options of investments for our dealers, moving from about twenty-five thousand dollars to hundred thousand dollars of investment. Uh, we believe that many dealers will go above that because uh, they, they will want to have fast charging stations, for instance, for their consumers, etc. So we, we're going to listen to the entrepreneurship of our dealers, too. That's why we don't want to make our standards too stringent. Uh, we believe the dealers will, make, will take the action and make the investment of what is right for their own marketplace and not wait for us to dictate what it should be. I know uh, VW uh, Canada in the past has offered some free charging incentives for the e-Golf. Uh, Volkswagen in the United States is offering some free charging for the ID4. Will we see a similar free charging offer in Canada for the ID4? And if so, when or where are you at in that process right now? Uh, actually, we will leverage. To- we will totally leverage our, our partnership with Electrified Canada. As you know, we're, we're uh, really uh, supporting them into uh, uh, installing 32 fast-charging uh, uh, networks in, in Canada right now. They will be ready by the end of the year. Uh, we will be offering actually a bundle, a charging bundle, as we launch the ID4, uh, certainly similar to what our U.S. counterparts have been doing. Uh, we believe it's, it's the right thing to do. The consumers will not ha- have to think about, again, additional budget to uh, uh, to, to drive the vehicles beyond their, their, their uh, vehicle payments. And at the same time, too, I, I want to raise this. We will, with our dealers, provide a turnkey approach for consumers for own charging. So the consumers will want to have, uh, you know, the uh, a charging uh, uh, station from, uh, from Volkswagen installed by a professional electrician in their local area. We will make this type of service available through our network, too. So, uh, so we're going beyond, again, just simply selling vehicles. I'd like to look at the VW lineup in Canada more broadly for a second. Volkswagen is scaling back some of its offerings in Canada. In August, we learned that um, it's eliminating the Golf TSI, and that's on the heels of already killing off the Sport Wagon and the Alltrack and the E-Golf. Uh, Canadians actually liked and maybe even loved some of those models. Um, I know that Volkswagen Canada was actually stockpiling them in anticipation of demand, even though they were done being produced. Um, What are dealers saying about these decisions? Um, Do they understand them? Are they upset? I just wonder how they feel about eliminating cars and and SUVs and and, um, CUVs that are actually popular. Well, so, you know, uh, when you look at golf, obviously there's lots of emotion behind the vehicle, lots of pride, as you mentioned. And yes, it brings a little bit, of, I, will, I will not hide it, it brings some anxiety uh, among our dealer network. Now, let's look at the facts. The facts are that last year we sold out of 70,000 vehicles, 5,000 retail golf PSI. Golf is not disappearing. We're still going to continue to leverage the golf GTI, the golf R, which are really, I, I got to tell you, uh, in the Volkswagen world, Canada is among the top-selling countries uh, in the world of these uh, GTIs and R. We have a big share of, of the overall equation, which is, which, is, uh, which is great for our brand. Now, looking at moving forward with the transformation towards electric vehicles, what does that mean? What's really important for us to accomplish uh, is, is we need to invigorate our product portfolio. That's for sure. And we need to attract more 
customers to our brand, and we need to improve the sustainability of our business in Canada, not only for Volkswagen, but also for our dealer network. So we have three key objectives in terms of our portfolio. We want to grow the SUV. So I mentioned we'll have the ID4 joining the lineup next year, and we will have the Volkswagen Taos, which will be a significant contribution in terms of volume. I will tell you this, much more robust than the Golf TSI. So we will tell more uh, from October 13 when we reveal the vehicle, but this is going to be a huge contribution to our brand. And, I have, and, and when you look at where we're going, there's other vehicles in the ID family we're looking at. We believe there would be too much cannibalization with the Golf TSI in itself. So we'll continue to expand our portfolio because today we, we cover more or less 50% of the market. We want to grow this significantly if we want to increase sustainability and attract more consumers. So we have more uh, uh, in, our, in our strategy than what we have really shown so far. Uh, we're waiting for some confirmation or working towards some confirmation. But rest assured that this brand needs to go to the next level uh, and, and will go to the next level as we continue to make significant investments, not only in products, but also in our manufacturing capability for North America. So more SUVs, more BEV vehicles, and expansion uh, to cover more of what the Canadians are looking for. So today, more or less 50%, we will surprise a lot of people by bringing the right vehicles. It's not about bringing uh, all of the vehicles, there's so many vehicles, is to bring the right vehicles for Canada to support the development and the growth of the Volkswagen business and therefore the investors being our dealer network also. Pierre, great conversation. I appreciate you being on the uh, podcast. Um, a lot going on at Volkswagen Canada. I, I wish you all the best. It is an exciting time for, for your company, bringing all these new vehicles over and, and really forging ahead in uh, an area that has not had a lot of offerings. So it's exciting to see uh, a few more ZEVs and EVs uh, enter the marketplace. I wish you all the best. Thank you very much, Greg. Likewise, and stay safe, stay healthy, and and, and for, for all of the ones listening to you too. Uh, so thanks for this opportunity. We're really excited indeed and looking forward to, to catching up in the near future again. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Thank you. We reached Pierre at his office in Ajax, Ontario. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous shows on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. That does it for this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.